0: I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all Things brand that I want to talk about, and it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months, and it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout, and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance, and I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com
1: and use code first. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too.
0: Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there is the coach. Hello, coach.
2: What's good? What's good? What's good? By the way, Charlie says, how long will there be two FedEx ranking lists? Asking for a friend. There's only one now. It's called the eligibility points list. There is no more two lists as of this week. No more of that.
0: There you go. Within a minute of the show, we've already answered a uh, question from the chat. Kyle Porter is here. KP, welcome.
3: Yeah, it's good to uh good to be back. I've been gone a ton. I was uh Scotland, Colorado, just kind of all over the the planet. So it's good to be home for a month and uh ready for ready for the next month of golf. It, it's we're gonna talk about the FedEx Cup, but I'm I'm excited for after a couple of weeks of uh, you know, mediocre fields for for the stars to get back out there.
0: Uh very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. Uh the new schedule was released gentlemen so mm-hmm. the pga tour has released the 2022 2023 schedule 44 regular season events three fedex cup playoff events it is all out there uh the big changes here coach uh obviously only 70 golfers earning a spot into the first fedex cup playoff event um with then it going down to where is it 50 then 30 for the final two legs.
2: There's a lot to unpack here. And the one thing that I will say is, is I don't want one tweet. Oh, you're saying this because you work for the PJ tour. Let's so stop that right now. Here's the deal is that they had to make changes. And I have sent many, many, many emails to the powers that be saying, listen, let's use this as a chance to be uh, proactive, not just reactive. And this is something they needed to do. Now, did Liv push them into this? Of course they did. Let's not not beat around the bush, but this is what needed to happen. And what this does is really position the top players, the stars, a chance to make a lot more money, which they deserve. Because in any other sport, whether it's a team sport or individual, the top stars normally make the most money. So this positions them for that. Also, it elevates financially other tournaments like the Genesis, like the Memorial, like the API that you make about $8 million more there a week. So what this does is going to position the top players to have a schedule that they like January, essentially through August. And then once we get through next year, we'll really have an idea of what it's going to be like, but it's going to be a ton more money. It's also going to be easier to lose your card. And if you're not in that top 70, woo-hoo, your world gets thrown into a tizzy if you don't have any exemptions. So I like the changes. I like being proactive as a point as a, or excuse me, trying to be proactive even though we're being reactive, but these are changes that needed to be made.
0: Yeah. More money indeed, KP, a record $428 million in prize money in official events, another 145 million in bonuses, which includes 75 mil, a cool 75 mil for the FedEx Cup.
3: Yeah, I think. I've got a lot of thoughts on the schedule. My, my capacity for caring about like whether a guy makes 20 mil or 28 mil in a year is kind of waning like, and that's probably Liv's fault, but it it's useful as a measuring stick for how well a guy played in a year. Right. I just don't really care like how much money uh, Justin Thomas has. Like, I just, just don't really care. And I think Liv has sort of, um, exacerbated that. Uh, I got a couple other notes here. Okay. So coach hit on something. And I think so, so for a, for a, a few years now, I think we've been kind of moving towards almost like this tiered schedule, probably longer than that, actually where it's like, okay, these 12 events really matter. And these 30 events kind of matter right? Or not even, not 30, probably 25. And I almost wish I, I saw this great idea from, I don't know if you follow Rick, uh, Joseph Lamanga on Twitter. I might, but
0: like, I only know people from their avatars, not their actual yeah. names. That's my problem.
3: So he wrote an article for the Friday talking about how you can offer money to the lesser events. You can offer world ranking points. You should only offer FedEx cup points to the top 12 events. And I think that does a couple of things. It 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 makes sure that you get the all the best players in the same fields. We've been talking about that a lot. How many how many tournaments have all the top players played in this? Other than the majors, played like how many PGA Tour events have they all played in the same tournament? It doesn't happen very often. So you get all the all the players in the same field, all the best players in the same field, and then you also sort of um, elevate the importance of the FedEx Cup. When you have FedEx Cup points spread out from September to July it makes it not only difficult to follow, but also the inequity of winning whatever Bermuda or the John Deere. And that being just a little bit less, a little bit fewer points than Bay Hill or Riviera is complete nonsense to me. I understand why they do it. You want to get better fields at those lesser events, but the solution to that, which I've been saying is rotate in like the events that offer in this case that offer FedEx cut points. So if you have 10 that are stationary Riviera Bay Hill players and you have two or three rotating spots, throw colonial in there one year, throw John Deere in there one year, how cool would it be to see Rory and JT and all these guys playing uh, the John Deere? So I don't know. That's like a lot of thoughts about this particular thing, but I think there are ways to, I mean, I think live has exacerbated the need for inequity in the schedule and they've kind of gotten there. I wish they would just kind of go all in and, and and force all those great players into the same 12 or 14 events.
0: There, there's kind of a sticky pickle here, Coach. Uh, the, PGA the old Tour, sticky pickle. The old sticky pickle. Here's the sticky pickle. <laughs> uh, the PGA Tour wants to run as many events as possible, obviously. Um, but there is, at least from the top end guys, who might want to play less. I say might because... There's a lot of other stuff going on. Um, so 44 events. I think that's great. As a golf fan, I'm like, dude, 44. Let's get 54. Let's get 64. Let's get 100. I don't care. We'll double them up, play two a week. I don't care. I want more. But that is not always aligned with what your top guys or your middle top guys end up wanting to do. It's a sticky pickle.
2: It is a sticky pickle. And I, I don't know why this is so hard for, for a lot of people to understand that when I, when I read somebody, and I don't care if it's a fried pickle or sticky pickle, I don't care who writes it, but when I read well, hey, I did this, I'm like, when you look at the top stars in any sport, there are rules in place to cater to them. In the NFL, there are rules in place to cater to make sure the quarterback stays on the field. All right. In baseball, there are there is no salary cap. So the player can move around and make 40 million dollars a year. They're allowed to do that. So now the PJ Tour is just putting in position. But you cannot dictate where a player's play. You cannot dictate where a player has to show up other than they have to play on the PJ Tour. So I, I'm, I'm listening to what Kyle is saying, but I don't think we'll ever get to that point. Because then the FedEx Cup because le- becomes lessened because now you're lessening the opportunities for enough players to make it a true competition. Meaning if you only have 12 guys or 12 events, everybody's going to play in that. Now some of the players that have cards can't even get in. And that's an issue. Is it?
3: But isn't that catering to stars?
2: It's not catering to stars. It's a true season-long competition. And if a player like like, like this week, Will Zalators, he has the choice. If he wants to play, he's playing. Shocked me, but he has the choice because he's sitting right outside the top 10. So he wants to be higher up because of the tour championship. It puts a lot more emphasis on regular season events. Now, the players can choose, but that's the whole point of what we're hearing in this narrative. if I want to choose where I play. I don't want to be a force. So we can't have it both ways. What they're doing is saying, listen, if top players decide to play these events, they're going to make more money. Naturally, the players are going to gravitate towards those events anyway. But there are so many different things when you're an independent contractor, you cannot dictate where a player is going to play. It's like it's kind of like if you're in TV and you're an independent contractor, somebody says you can't go work over here. Well, then pay me, give me benefits and pay me more money. That's well, I, essentially what we're talking about.
3: Yeah, I think the way it would sort of I think it would be good for fans because it would it would sort of um, denote like, hey, these are the 12 to 14 most important events, which they're already sort of doing but not like formally but i think the way it would it would benefit stars coach is you wouldn't have your american express like let, let's say i know the fall schedule is going away but right now you've got guys getting 700 points and like in the in the fall portion of the season all of a sudden um john Rahm shows up to kapalua and he's like 90th on the fedex cup points
2: list. But that's, like he, that's, cha- Kyle, that's changing. That is, changing. Yeah, it is. It it's is. It's going to change oh, in the next year. That's not even going to be an, an issue anymore. For the sure. The season's is. not going to start until January.
3: But let's say, okay, so let's say somebody doesn't show up until they let's say they don't qualify for Kapalua. They're not going to play American Express. They're not going to play Sony. They show up at Torrey, and they're 60th on the Fed. I, I think what I'm saying is like the, the top players are going to play the best events anyway, so why don't you just funnel all the FedEx Cup stuff into those events because that in that like there's no fundamentally not to fair
2: to the entire tour
3: i don't want it to be fair to the entire well, tour I wanted, to, it, I wanted i it to but 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 now you're arguing different things you're no, saying i'm not, I'm you're not. Saying, it's got
2: to be a fair competition where players if you got 200 cards they're already staggered on who where they can get into certain events now you're going to tell card 151 to 200 you don't matter you can't get into these you events. don't that's what you the, don't i'll stop my argument then
3: because you, because like before you were arguing and I agree with you have to cater to stars and cater now you're saying, them, but you don't
2: make it unfair. You're making it. You're telling card One I'm not going to argue because we're never going to agree. I just, I just fundamentally disagree with a lot of your thought processes when it comes to this, but I respect you so much as a peer, or whatever. I just fundamentally disagree. I know you want to blow the golf world up. I know that's what Kyle Porter wants to do. That's just not going to happen. So we're trying to make uh, they're trying to make changes to make it work for everybody. That's what this is about, everybody. And give me cuz if, if you didn't then the God-er-ups, the Zalatoruses, the Hovlands, the Morchaus, they would never have shot. they never ever shot to even get in. You got to cater cool. to everybody and factor it in. But sorry Rick, Rick, what do you think? Yeah. I think the PGA
0: Tour uh and any established organization that has been around for as long as the pga tour uh wholesale changes it's like turning a battleship it it is going to take a lot of time Time. and even if they wanted to get to a different version like there are so many obligations and so many things along the way that it would have to be a multi-year transition um i think in general they just need to I, i think in general everybody needs to pick a lane quite honestly, just a business lane. Um, Live Liv has kind of picked their lane and because they're a startup, they can be a lot more flexible. They can make things up on the fly. They don't have any obligations to a network or to sponsors or anything. They can just do whatever they want. Um, I think the PGA Tour, I don't think they want to get stuck in a situation where they're trying to do everything for everyone. I think they either need to say, hey, we're going to focus on the top 70 or we are going to focus on the entire golf ecosystem and say, okay, it's corn Ferry, It's Latino America. It's, it's now this partnership with the DP world tour. I'm good. I think it would be difficult for them to do both of those things. And I think they're kind of stuck in the middle, trying to figure out what they're going to do.
3: They, they, we're, they we're
2: are a here, but we're talking, guys, we're talking about up here. And the one thing we're forgetting last week is a perfect example. You had a minority diverse tournament that had a tournament previous to the Rocket Mortgage, the winner got a spot in there. You've got about what they're doing for the community. They, there's so many other things that are, that go into a golf tournament. So when you just say, let's just take a tournament out of, of Jackson, Mississippi, it's not that simple because it means a lot to that community. And unlike the NFL Major League Baseball that has 32 teams in 32 different communities, the PGA Tour shows up to the community one time a year. There's way more to it than just top players playing golf at these events. And I guess I'm just tired of people discounting everything other than the top players making money. This is not about just making money.
0: Uh, that's what that's I, what I mean. I, Sorry, Kyle. When, when I say like, there's like so much other stuff to like consider, yeah. right? Like this is not yeah. like there's, there's just a lot of entities that over the last 80 years have been, yeah. you know,
3: all working together.
0: And Rick, and, they I, count on
2: this I, money every year too. They count on the money they get from the PJ tour. Yeah.
3: But uh, you, I think what I'm saying is you don't want to sacrifice giving money to a charity and like I'm not against that obviously, but you don't want to sacrifice giving money to a charity in Fort Worth, Texas, at the expense of losing your league because stars are not oh, like God. being uh, compensated and or what whatever the what like. I don't know how you want to say that, not even compensated enough, but like adhered to. Like, I think one of their problems is that they they have sort of taken this flat view of the PJ tour where player 199 is as important as John Rom or Justin Thomas or whoever. And that's not how any other league operates. And the I mean, we've said it a million times like the stars carry the tour. And if you're not sort of uh Catering to adhering to that, then your league is just not gonna. I, I I don't think it's gonna thrive. I'm good. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, this is obviously a conversation that will take uh, minutes, hours, weeks, months to to have, and we'll continue to have it. But I want to point out some of the other scheduling changes because it is my understanding the way this reads, Coach, is that. Uh, this fall, as you were kind of alluding to is the last time we're going to get like the fall swing as we know it. Right. So that's, you know, your Fortinet, your Sanderson farms going all the way to the RSM classic because, uh, starting in 2024, the season's going to go back to the calendar year, which is something they did. Um, I want to say like 2008, 2009 was the last time they did that. But going back to that calendar year, and then there's going to kind of be a series of other events. There's still going to be golf in the fall. It's just not going to count towards necessarily the FedEx Cup standings.
2: Yeah, you're going to have a bunch of guys that are that didn't qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs, and then they'll play a bunch of events, and there'll be different things that you can get into. But that's what the fall is going to be. Sometimes you've got to look at what's in front of you instead of talking about a million different things and understand you're not going to compete. With the NFL season, they are just a juggernaut that when it's like spitting into the wind, it's just going to it's going to go nowhere. So you use that for qualifying. You use it not for TV ratings or anything like that, but you figure that out. And that's what you use it for there. And then when the NFL is over, basically January through August. Now you bring it in to where you can really focus and you can tell That's what you think sponsors just say, hey, we're going to give you eight million dollars more for a tournament and not get something out of it. Of course not. And so they've had to particularly look at the schedule, and I think it's great because that's the one thing that I do agree with top players on, that when they bitch about showing up in January and being 68th in the FedEx Cup, I do not think that's fair, but also they could choose to play in those fall events too. But now you take that away, so you're catering to the top player because you're not making them play those events. There's only so far you can go, but I think this is a great step for the tour, and now they're really putting a focus on the eight months that you really should.
0: The press release KP says, quote, following the fall events, the tour will introduce a series of international events that include the top 50 players from the final FedEx cup points list, the top performers in the fall and additional eligibility as part of a limited field, no cut format, end quote, um, which we've talked about. So, so am I understanding that, uh, unless they get a spot in the, in the spring, like there, there will be no Shriners. There will there will be no Fortnite. There will be no RSM Classic, at least in the way that we know them right now, because they're going to go international.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think. Well, I think those tournaments will still exist. They'll just be 71 through 125 plus the Corn Ferry guys, right?
2: I believe so. The international Got events it. are going to be, are gonna gonna be gonna spread run. throughout the year. They're going to be spread throughout the year. OK, yeah, interesting. They're going to sprinkle I, them
3: throughout the year. I thought the international was only in the fall
2: they so from what i understand and and again maybe i mis- misheard it cuz we had a meeting just last week to go over this is that they're going to sprinkle a couple th- throughout the year and then the inter- then the events for the players that need that didn't qualify will be in the fall but i think there's going to be at least one or two big money events in the fall
3: Okay. So some, okay. That, I think uh, again, I, again, I, yeah. again, it's, yeah, it's, it's
2: kinda, a lot it's of moving kinda, parts.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, well, vague. I think they, yeah. Sorry.
3: Yeah. I think some of that is like they don't, I mean, like, to, I forgot who, which of you said this, but like some of it's not like they don't have sponsors yet. They don't, they're trying to figure out like, okay, when and where and who and like all that stuff. And I think that, um, yeah. I, yeah. I think the, I forgot what question you asked here, Rick. So basically,
0: I, I asked, Are those events going to continue to exist? You said they yeah, will. Yeah. They will just be for 71 through whatever, 150.
3: And it'll be a little bit like an elevated Corn uh, Ferry Finals. Yeah, right? that's, like, what, that's like, exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Like you have Corn Fairy Finals right now, and it'll just kind of be bumped up into Shriners and Houston. Yeah. I I think and, it, and it's like how they're going like, to decide
2: uh, the cards 71 through 200 in the which fall. Which I
3: think yeah. I actually think if they there's a way to make that fairly interesting and I don't know like even the international events like let's say just for the sake of argument two two of them are in the fall it feels a little uh and and I get like again I think you have to do it because it funnels money to the stars and like kind of is more proportionate to what they Deserve based on how much revenue you're generating, but it feels a little livish in that it's these new events with no cut. I mean, it's it's WGCs, right? And I don't, unless they go to super interesting courses, I don't know that I care that much about them. I do care about Bay Hill. I care about Riviera. I care about the players. I care about Memorial. I don't. I don't know that I care about those international events for. Whatever it is, $25 million. But again, like it's, I think it's a move that you have to make. I just don't know if it is something that I'm going to give a ton of attention to.
0: The CJ Cup, which has been moving all over the place.
3: (laughs) This is the best
0: (laughs) and was in Vegas last year. And I missed, I I don't like that we're not going to get the two straight weeks in Vegas. I loved that. The CJ Cup is going to Congaree, which we've seen before. That hosted the Palmetto. Um, Jeez, my years are all screwed up. 2020, was that like when they came back in 2020? It was last year, 2021.
2: Last year. Okay. Last year.
3: Garrick higo
0: Garrick Higo won it. That is correct. Uh, where he posted and everyone else melted down.
2: The Chess
4: and Hadley. Chess and Hadley. hadley. Yeah. Yes,
0: that was that, was yeah. that week. So that's and now going to...
4: Important yes. thing about that Hego when Mark Emmelman was dapping him up on the range whenever he found out oh, that he won. That's <laughs> right. Who that's right. Emmelman was the
0: first dap on the range. Yes. Um... So now that it's called the CJ Cup in South Carolina, Kyle, I don't know if you tweeted this, but let's recap this. So CJ Cup went from seven bridges in South Korea, South Korea, then it went to Vegas at, uh, well, they went to shadow Creek and then they went to summit club and now they are going to Ridgeland, South Carolina. Is that, is that the, is that the timeline That's, that,
3: that is the, uh, <laughs> That's the path. I don't know if producer Jacob can pull it up, but there was a there was a response to my tweet from Antifaldo that was uh, <laughs> that was so funny. I can't remember it exactly, so maybe maybe Jacob can pull it up and we can uh, we can take a look at it. But yeah, this has. To, I mean, the thing that I said is this has to be the first time in sports history that an event has gone from South Korea to Vegas to South Carolina. I mean, what a what a bizarre. It sounds like a. Uh, it's almost like the path that a college basketball player would take, but in reverse, right. Where you, you play at South Carolina, you go to Vegas for the summer league and you end up not making it. So you end up in South Korea playing in the, in the professional league there. Like that's the, that's sort of the, uh, the opposite path that was taken. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's, I thought that was like the funniest uh, of all the kind of news that came out with, with the new schedule.
0: Uh, the rest of the schedule, Coach, uh, fairly similar to what we're seeing this year. A couple of spots are shifting. Zozo goes in front of the CJ Cup. The Rocket Mortgage uh, is now going to be between the Travelers and the John Deere. They confirm that the Renaissance Club, or if you ever sees the Renaissance Club, will continue to host the Scottish Open for the next couple of years. And then uh, to a point that you made earlier, that Farmers Insurance Week, which is – the week of the NFL conference championship games will continue mm-hmm. to be a Saturday finish, which chef's kiss. I love that.
2: I do too. I just can't figure out why they aren't making the waste management a Saturday finish. I would not go. It's going to be the, the, the Super Bowl is going to be in Arizona and you're going to have it finishing the, the the same day or, you know, at six o'clock or three o'clock. I just don't understand you don't switch it to a Saturday finish, but again, I'm not, hopefully I'm not going to be there. We should, do, we should do a live pod. Oh, Can you imagine from can you imagine uh, from, oh, <laughs> uh, so, but it's, it's, and right now I, I think that different tournaments where they fall certainly matters. I said this on the air last week. I said, if the 3M and the rocket mortgage can have really good spots in the schedule, you're going to see a really good feel because those two golf courses are everything you want. You can shoot 20 under if you're hitting the fairway, or you can shoot 20 over if you're not. That's what I want in the golf course. So last week we had a sneaky good field. 3M wasn't as good, but I think depending on where all these position, those two tournaments, keep your eye on them. Final
0: item here, I believe. Let me just see and make sure I haven't missed anything. BMW Championship, one and done in Wilmington, KP, unless they're going to rotate, going back to Olympia Fields, which is in Illinois.
3: Uh, that's where it was. Who won it there? It was Rom DJ. That feels right. Twenty twenty. That was good. It was a good, good setup. Good course.
2: Long, long. Putt. Uh, I had a couple. Of,
3: go, go ahead, coach.
2: That was a long putt that he made. The big. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. It was awesome. Uh, a couple other notes. No more. I mean, this has been true for a couple of years. No more. No more HSBC Champions in China. It looks like. Seemingly, well, and and the WGCs in general
0: outside of the match play don't exist anymore
3: which is like it's weird that you <laughs> keep one of them but not and maybe they'll rebrand it eventually but yeah we don't have to hear about the china thing from people talking about live uh which is nice uh AT&T the the uh sorry not AT, well, it is AT&T but Pebble Beach so i was thinking about this you, you have which by the way i agree with coach that there should be more not just phoenix there should be more saturday finishes in january february i think it would be fantastic but uh pebble remember last year when all those guys got exemptions to go play the saudi international and part of the deal was fine but you have to play pebble over the next two or three years whatever i can't remember what the exact number was well all those guys are gone from the pga tour so there will be no like recompensation for going to play the saudi international which kind of sucks for a great venue um and then just the last note that i had was it's humorous to me, and i I understand i I understand why both organizations do it this way. It's humorous to me that a place like Kapalua and the Masters and the PGA Championship have the same purse. Like Kapalua is fifteen mil, Masters, and I think I think it's PGA, maybe U.S. Open, uh, are all fifteen million dollars. And I think it's actually. M- <laughs> says more about what the masters and PGA championship could make their purses than it does. Cause I think the tour is sort of maxing itself out. And this, this has always been like, people are like, Oh, where's this money coming from? It's like, yo, it's a public record. Like you can go look at like, like where the money is going on the PGA tour. And it, 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 it's like, if your argument is anything other than the players, then you're just not, it's just incorrect. Like it's going to the players. The argue, the real argument against the PGA tour is have they not been generating enough revenue to begin with? And I think that is, I don't know what's the ceiling for revenue generated. It's going to be a billion and a half to 2 billion next year. That's a, it's a lot. I mean, could you argue that it could be higher? I guess I, I, I don't know that argument, but the argument is not like, Oh, well, where'd they get all this money? Like it's been going to other places. <laughs> it haven't been going anywhere. It's been going to the players, but uh, I did find it funny that. Um, that some of the tour events that are not super prestigious have the same uh purse size as two of the four major championships
0: the tournament of champions is i think the event that got one of the largest increases nearly doubled in purse i think it went from Mm -hmm. eight to 15 million dollars so that's that's a big increase and then there's actually a handful of events Checking in at 20 million bucks um, like Riviera and Bay Hill and the match play that are actually more than the major championships or at least what they were in 2022. So that's part of the uh, further purse increases for uh, for next year. Quickly on this, Coach, because I feel like we've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, Obviously, this is the final event of the regular season. So obviously, that 125 number is going to be very critical. Now, you alluded to this at the top. There is an eligibility list because guys like Abraham Anser, who are currently ranked 84th, and Brooks Kepka, who is currently ranked 106th and Pat Perez, and all the other guys, they're going to be removed. So there's an eligibility list that they're working off of for who will actually be teeing it up. And then we'll have that for, for next week.
2: Yeah. That's the only, that's the only list you even need to look at. The, that's the one, the FedEx cup points and eligibility list. That's what it's called now. This week, when you're handicapping, you're looking at your bets, be very, very careful. Every player has a different agenda, a different journey, a different reason for being there. Will Torres is completely different than what a Chesson Hadley needs or why Jason Day has to show up or Ricky Fowler has to show up. They are bubble boys. Then you got just a couple that are worried about the top. But when you're handicapping, again, you might see some players just playing to make the cut because they need a few points and not necessarily playing aggressive. So be very, very careful. But this is an important week for a lot of different reasons.
0: They should have the scoreboards in real time telling these guys what they need. Like, hey, oh, Nick Taylor, amazing. you have to birdie this hole to get in. And he's like looking at it like, oh, my God. Um, here, here's the bubble. 120 to 130, Kyle. Nick Taylor, Cheston Hadley, who made a run at Wyndham last year. Kramer Hickok, Ricky Fowler, 123. Matt Wallace. Austin Smotherman is on the number, 125. This is the eligibility list, by the way. Uh, Max McGreevy's 126. Danny Willett, 127. Justin Lauer, 128. Nick Hardy, 129. And at 130, Cameron Champ. Those are the guys that, you know, you see see a little bit of movement every year, right? The calculation is complex, but like some of these guys are in, some of these guys are out. Those are the ones that uh, we're kind of most looking at.
3: Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting list. I was kind of going through some of these names. Webb is fairly safe, especially given how he plays at uh, at Sedgefield. But you know, Fowler is an interesting one. He's exempt through next, next year. year, so he wouldn't have anything. I mean, other than you know, eligibility into some of the events, he wouldn't have his card at stake this year. And he he's also got. What like top fifty money, maybe even I think there's a top twenty five money list. So he's got some some stuff to use uh, in in the uh, in the near future. Uh, Will it's interesting, although he is somebody that could just play Euro Tour, I presume. I don't know what his eligibility status is there. I'm sure they would give him all the sponsor exemptions that he wants, given how rated their tour has been. Uh, Nick Hardy is somebody that you want to see on tour. He's a young American that has showed some success. Um, and Cam Champ as well. You know, Cam Champ's eligible through, what, two years from now? Because he won. He won last well, year.
2: Yeah. He won the 3M well, last year. He won so, 3M.
3: so next year, at least. Yeah, through 24, I think. Um. So, yeah, those are the interesting names to me. I, I think there's some guys even further down the list, like... Uh, you know, Harry Higgs is one forty nine. There, there's some, there's some guys that need basically top five finishes at Wyndham to 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 get into. I mean, getting into the the uh, St. Jude is almost incidental to keeping their card for next year and not having to go grind it out at Corn Ferry Finals.
0: Uh, for sure. And coach, uh, I mean, you've you've been part of the been a part of these final events before. There's a lot of shuffling. Uh, some of the guys are going to want to know exactly where they are after every single round. Some of the caddies will just keep that information and maybe relay it when they want it. It's, it's a physical, a mental, and, uh, just a lot of factors when these guys are out there on the golf course this week.
2: Yeah. I've been on PGA tour live for five years now, and I've called the Wyndham two times. I won't this week because I'll be calling the corn Ferry, but. You see a lot of interesting things when a player, all of a sudden, that adrenaline in the body starts changing. And when you have your job on the line, think about this at home. If you went into your work today and they said you've got to do X, Y, and Z just to show up on Monday morning, would that change how you act? Would that change how you did your job? Probably a little bit. Well, that's what these players are facing this week. you got some players that may never see the PGA Tour again. That's daunting. When you look at it like that, but that's the reality. And that's what competition brings. And that's what I'm looking forward to this week. What players can handle it, Rick, and what players simply cannot. Uh, Like if we made Kyle admit that Justin
0: Thomas isn't going to win 25 times in the next (laughs) decade so that he could come to work on Monday, he'd be like shaking in his boots over here.
3: We have a a long way to go. Long, long, long way to go. He should have won like seven times already.
2: Everybody knows I won. I want Kyle to win this bet more than anything in the world.
3: What? What? I don't even know what I'm at. It's like five or something. Four.
2: Oh, I think you'd be lucky to be at five.
3: No, <laughs> get out of here. He when it started in.
0: Uh, <laughs> we don't even know.
3: Like, we don't even know when it started. We're just well, hoping
0: everyone forgets about it.
3: No, I no, I'm not. I, it's it started at the beginning of what 2020 probably. So he won tournament of champions 2020. That's when it started. Uh. <laughs> St. Jude 2020, that's two Two. players. That's three. That should count as two Uh, PGA championship. That's That's four. four. That should also count as two. So
2: he's got four.
0: He's got
3: four.
2: And you need to get to 20 in 10 years, right? 25, 25, 25 in 10 years. Oh my God, (laughs) Kyle. So, well, so I, was, I, was, keeps, I wasn't around to talk Kyle out of this bet. If everybody keeps going to live, it's going to be no problem.
0: I mean, we're he's, good. He's, he's winning the hard ones. He's got to start piling up Sony. Yeah. He's got to yes. start piling up Tournament of Champions again. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. got to start piling those up. Um, you know what I've been piling up? Some steaks on the <laughs> grill, thanks to. The homies over at Butcher Box. Coach, uh, we're on the West Coast, right? We yes. we know it can get a little, especially where I'm at, get a little spicy during the Again. summer. This, this August, fall, this is prime grilling season, isn't it?
2: I do it five days a week. When you live on the West Coast, like me and, and Rick do. You can walk out first thing in the morning, it is glorious. And you get a little butcher box shows up on your front doorstep about every six months. I get mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I put I had to get an extra freezer for my butcher box. And I'm I'm it, only about halfway through my meat right now. Well, it's high quality meat high and quality. seafood
0: directly to not only coach's doorstep but to your doorstep as well, Kyle. There are some there are some summer days here in Vegas. I don't actually need a grill. I just go open up the butcher <laughs> box and I throw it directly on the concrete and just <laughs> give it a couple minutes. Hey, I, I'm good to go. I feel
3: yeah. I we just left Colorado. It was like 54 degrees. Get back to Dallas and it was like 95 at nine o'clock at night. It, it's it's horrific. So I'm with you. Just throw it outside, have the kids run and get it after like 15 minutes and you're good to go.
0: Good to go. Uh, That's convenience. And that's my favorite thing about butcher box. I don't have to choose everything curated right for me directly to my door. And I can, if I want, customize a box or go with one of theirs. And it's not even going to break the bank, Coach. I know you make the big-time bucks, but at less than $6 per meal, like that's pretty affordable.
2: Well, I mean, there's no doubt they pay me a lot of money at CBS. But (laughs) just because I make a lot of money doesn't mean I want to spend it. So I'll take all the free stuff that I can get. But if I had to buy it, if I had to buy it, there is no price that I would not pay, Rick. No price well, that I would not pay.
0: Well, you don't have to pay more than $6 a meal. That's what it is <laughs> at ButcherBox. Get your summer sizzling started with this special Butcher Box offer, and it's a deal for our listeners. How about this? Free bacon for life. That's not a typo. Free bacon for life. Plus $100 off. I don't know how you can turn that down. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash First Cut and use code BONUS100 to get one pack of free bacon in every single box for the life of your membership plus $100 off your first order. That's ButcherBox.com slash First Cut and use the code BONUS100 to claim this deal. Wow. 100 bucks. That's pretty good. Gents, let's talk about some picks here. Uh... Let's start with our best bets. Yep. Yeah, baby. There it is. Oh, Jacob, thank you. Don't there jump was. the gun. There you go. That's the slide that we want. Best bets. This is where we go over to Caesar Sportsbook. We scour every square pixel of that website. We come out with the best possible wager that we can make. Coach, look at you. You said, I see what you did last week, Taylor Pendrith. I'm going right
2: back to you this week. I had so many people that were tweeting me on Saturday and Sunday like they had found the secret sauce, Rick. Like, hey, Taylor Penn is coach. One of your guys, you got plus 6,500. Boom. I said, the only time plus 6,500 matters is when you cash the ticket. Mm -hmm. I don't care where he finished if I didn't cash the ticket. Now, was it a good play? Yes. But this this is what we consider a great play. Because I'm going to take the dude last week who was electric for three straight days. And then on Sunday he realized it's a little hard to win because you got to play 72 holes, not 54. So Taylor Penrith this week, all he has to do is beat Corey Connors, Adam Svensson, Uh, I don't even know anybody else, plus 300. I'll take that every time. Every
0: time. Corey Connors also in the field. Michael Gligick also in the field. Uh, Nick Taylor, I believe, would be. None of those names scare
2: me. None of them scare me.
0: I'm doing this off the top of my head. So that's those are the ones that I can think of. Top Canadian for Taylor Pendrith, plus 300. I'm asking Vince Whaley to finish inside uh, the top two pages of the leaderboard. He's been playing well. He's on a cut streak. I think he can roll that hot putter all week long at Sedgefield and find himself inside the top 20. If he does it, it's plus 450. And KP, you also found yourself another guy who's trending at the moment. What'd you find?
3: Yeah, Taron Callum, Callum Taron. I still am not totally sure of his name, but uh, (laughs) he's got three straight top 25s, played great at the U.S. Open for a while. Uh, I got him to finish in the top 20 here, plus 350. So he's been one of the better, can't remember what number, but he's been one of the better ball strikers of all the guys in this field over the last 20 rounds or so. He finished T20 at the Rocket Mortgage, T7 at the 3M, T22 at the Barracuda. This event is not substantially different. Uh, than those events, and hold on, I've got his, uh, he is, looks like 10th in ball striking over his last 20 rounds of everybody in this field, so I like it.
1: Um,
3: Where does
0: Hayden Buckley, where's Hayden Buckley on that list?
3: Uh, He is,
0: it's got to be near the top somewhere.
3: Yeah, he is two spots behind uh, Callum Terran. so 12th.
0: Beautiful. That's, that's the transition to our picks. That's my sleeper uh, for a lot of similar reasons. Hayden Buckley, 100 to 1. Ball striking the heck out of it right now. Uh, just got to figure out the rest of his game, but I think he can do it at 100 to one. coach. Coach, um, you know, I got to call it like I see it here, unfortunately. It's fine. It's fine. And uh, you and I had quite the chuckle, quite the laugh riot when Mark Immelman... <laughs> picked a sleeper at 20 to one or 25 to one. And I'm looking at the grid and I see a sleeper here Mm -hmm. of Siwoo Kim at 25 to one. Correct. What are are we thinking?
2: So here's the deal. I thought this week, since it was a Wyndham week and there's so many different ways that players are coming in with their thought processes, whether you're wanting the (laughs) Comcast top 10, where you're trying to get the top 10, who are people sleeping on this week mm. that's how i did my sleeper so right now i don't hear anybody talking about siwoo kim uh, and this is a cat that has a lot of different reasons to play well this week he's motivated and so that for that reason i would like siwoo kim top 20 top 10 but this week a lot of people sleeping on him do not i'll allow it thank because you because thank you it's not called
0: long shots it's called sleepers which Kyle allows you to just kind of bend the rules a little bit yeah, I think, I think that's
3: I think it's clever mm, Thank I'm you. in Thank yeah you. Thank i'm God. I'm all for we'll
0: still we'll still give mark crap when he does it but for yeah us, it's well it's never what
3: mark has actually meant uh so I think he deserves <laughs> the crap uh, I'm going to davis Riley uh he's not he's actually if you look at his last uh three or four events he hasn't been playing very well uh his numbers overall are still good this is more of a it's a little bit of a zalatoris play in that i believe in the talent and not necessarily the form and i like the 45 to 1 number i think if this was what a month ago he'd be more like 30 to 1 25 to 1 in this type of field so I'll, i'll take him at 45 to 1.
0: the missed cuts like, listen, they're two miscuts. Three M at Rocket Mortgage. They're they're not good, but they're like about as good of miscuts as you could get. He basically gained strokes at the three M open and missed the cut. And then the Rocket Mortgage, he made like a nine on a par four and went from four under to one over very quickly. Like he played thirty five holes really good well last week and one hole really bad, and that that's him missing the cut. Which yeah, I think he and do a lot worse.
3: some of his bad finishes, I mean, the travelers, he was minus eight strokes putting or I mean, something ridiculous. And he finishes T64. So it's it's a little bit of stuff that I feel like can be easily corrected. And I'm not I'm not super concerned about the overall trajectory. Top 10 wagers finish on the first
0: page of the leaderboard coach. You are going with Tom Kim, a.k.a. J.H. Kim, a.k.a. Ju Hyung Kim, whatever your book has him at. That's the guy, plus 300 to finish inside the top 10.
2: Man, this dude is going to be an absolute star. He continues to cash. At some point, the books are going to catch up with the numbers, but until that happens, I mean, he's already there. Think about it. This is a guy at plus 300, which is not a fant- – it's a good number, not fantastic, but he doesn't even have full-time membership yet on the PGA Tour, and he has like half of his worldwide start. Half are top five finishes. Last week, when Kent lays in the field, Cameron Young – tony fee now who was right there top five named sneak it up tom kim and uh, if people haven't seen this yet go google the video of tom kim and his caddy it will be one of the funniest things you ever watch all month have you guys have you guys seen the video i'm talking about no which video video, oh my gosh so there's a video of tom kim and his caddy trying to figure out the number from a fairway And it was like 112 and literally it became like, who's on first, what's on second type of situation. They're trying to add up eight and four. I'm telling you, it's hilarious. Just go Google it. It's last (laughs) week. It's so funny, but this guy has a, a beautiful swing. He's got tree trunks for legs. He's got a great personality. He's exactly what the PGA tour needs.
0: There is also a video of Tom Kim and his caddy, uh, I want to say it had to be during 2020. I don't know if it was a corn fairy event or an outlaw tour event. All of that's running together at the moment of uh, his ball is on a bridge, but it's like a pedestrian walkway. And this woman's walking her two dogs across the bridge. And he has uh-huh. to like kind of box <laughs> her out a little bit to be like, don't, don't let these don't dogs touch this. Ball. ball." I'm about <laughs> to get a ruling. I can't, I can't do this right now. Uh <laughs> I'll have to find it and retweet it, but uh, yeah, apparently there's a couple of good Tom Kim videos out there.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by by the way, real quick, somebody said uh, Tom has his card locked up for. Yes, he does, but he's not a member yet, so he can't play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So it just just like Will tours a year ago, that's what he's dealing with this year.
0: What would be the one way, Coach, that he could play in the playoffs?
2: He could win this week. If he wins this week, you're automatically a member of the PJ Tour. Am I right? Get get that dub and get Caesars- that dub.
0: Caesars has a boost on him right now.
2: 35 they to do. 1. Yes.
0: To win. If you think he's going to win and get in the playoffs and make a run at it, 35 to 1 over at Caesars. Um, I went with JT Poston, has won this event before. Arguably, arguably playing some of the best golf uh of his career right now. Just won a couple of weeks ago. I'm riding the hot hand, JT Poston at plus 450. And KP, you have looked towards the top of the board for one, Willie Z.
3: Yeah, I went with uh, with Bill Salatoris here. I I don't I don't know I don't know how to feel about this because I, I I like him in this spot best best ball striker in a pretty average field, uh, but he actually has been, you know, I think I think some of the stuff on him is he hasn't been as good in events where it's like the 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 course or the field is considered a little bit easier, right? His best play has come at the, at the hardest events, largely speaking, that's not, you know, always true, but I think that's the one thing that, that worries me, but he's just, I think he's just better than everybody in this field, which is why I've got him to finish in the top
2: 10. KP, you want me to make you feel a little bit better? I had him all four rounds at Detroit rocket mortgage on Mm. Sunday. He had a look in his eye, like I'm here to compete. And he was 18 shots back. He was seven under on his round at one point. And he had this look on his face. Like I'm already in playoff mode then i said live on the air i said there's no way he's playing next week so what it tells me he's completely motivated to get as high as he can possibly get which is why he's playing this week which is why your play is a great one that
3: does make me feel
2: better
0: (laughs) there we go there is only one spot at the top of the board for the the winner and they are hard to choose but coach uh, let's continue this little therapy session because I've got I've got JT posted to win or excuse me to finish inside the top ten and you've got him to win. Let's let's ha- let's <laughs> get the positivity rolling. We,
2: we, well, we normally are flipping on. Usually, I like to protect my winner in the top ten, and this week I was just like you know what I think he's going to win. I really really do, and the fact that we're getting him at this number at plus forty five hundred is a great number based off of how he's played this summer. He had a wire to wire victory, which rarely happens on the PGA tour, and as you said. He's won here before. I think this is the great pick because of the number that I'm getting with him. 45 to 1 is that number
0: on JT Poston. I went shorter, 25 to 1 on Corey Connors. I must admit, Uh, I wish he'd win more. But three months ago, I could have said that about Xander. I could have said that about Tony Finau. And now look where we stand with those guys. Continues to put himself in the mix. Has gained strokes off the tee, Kyle, in 38 of 39. I'm no uh, mathematician. That's pretty good.
3: It is good. I, I just, I don't know. Like, it, it seems like he should win more, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, but you could say that about 40 guys.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, How many events does he play a year? Like 27?
0: Feels like a lot.
2: Most of them are in the like 22 to 12. Mo- most middle-of-the-road guys are 22 to 27.
3: I bet he's at like 30, actually. 31.
2: I'm just saying on average, he may be like a Sunjay or a, you know, one of those rare dudes that plays eight thousand weeks in a row.
0: You know what he's played this year?
2: It feels 30. like a lot.
0: Feels like a lot more. He's played twenty one.
2: Really? There you go. It seems I, like I he's said, constantly it's, it's, in the field. And this week he's, will be what? Will be what? Twenty two. I just said yeah. that. It's so he's probably got
3: twenty. Yeah, he's, he'll end up with like twenty four or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Um, yeah, it does. It's yeah. It feels like he should win more. Uh, it also feels like my guy should win more. Billy Horschel. Uh, well,
0: he does win, Kyle. It's just not in like he wins the weirdest events. <laughs> yeah, not the real. Yeah,
3: events. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, he's he's had a great year though. I mean he he's he is going to be on the Presidents Cup team. I think. Um, he if there was a Ryder Cup year, he'd probably be on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, He's playing really good golf. He's actually played really well at Sedgefield before. He didn't play this event last year. I think the year before he finished in the top five uh, at that event. So I I like him as somebody that's, you know, coach always talks about don't get anybody shorter than 20 to one. So I like him at, uh, at that number uh, in, in this field this week.
2: Love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Last couple of wins. Um, So he obviously won the Memorial. Then he won BMW PGA championship. He won the match play. And he's always in the mix at the Zurich. I don't think he's no. Did he? Did him and Sam Burns win it? Horschel's won it,
2: right? Herschel's won the Zurich, of course. Won it as I'm an individual. Remember, remember, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. He it the wanted year it as an individual.
3: He won it in like 2014. That's right. It was individual. the
2: year before they started. I think it was the year before they started the team. The team.
0: How about this? Right? He's won it once as an
2: individual, individual in
0: 2013, and with Scott Piercy in 2018. Yeah. Oh, right. I
2: did Oh, gosh, I forgot that Piercy found a partner. That, so. Oh, oh, did I say? that? Did I say that
0: out loud? That was about what? the
2: last time I think Piercy found a partner.
0: Twenty eighteen. <laughs> uh,
3: how about this? Presidents Cup standings: Shefford won. Can'tley, Burns, Xander, JT, Finau, Spieth, Morikawa, Max Homa, uh, w- Bill Zalatoris, William Horschel, and Cam Young. That's your top twelve.
0: Who's somebody good's thirteen? Who's thirteen?
3: no tom hoagie
0: excuse you (laughs) he's fine (laughs) who's who's 14
3: i don't need him on my president's cup team uh, kisner's 14 jt poston's 15 this is actually sneaky like not that strong of a top 20 because everybody left
0: i forgot about those guys
3: bryson brooks dj phil i mean phil wouldn't be in it but
0: (laughs) yeah that's generous um that's i mean the top 12 are great though
3: yeah, top twelve. I, I, I thought there yeah, was. Really I thought good. there was
0: somebody lurking at thirteen or fourteen, but I.
3: No, no. It goes uh, Hoagie, Kisner, Poston, Tringali, Keegan, Mav, Berger, Henley is your top twenty.
0: Got it. Wow. So, so is going to be on this team for sure. Yeah. Cool. Love it, uh, gentlemen. That leaves us with one final thing to do. It's our one-and-done selections, and boy, are there some selections. (laughs) Uh, We'll reveal those, but first, we're going to take a quick break and hear word from our partners.
5: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
1: And we're back. I've got the fan vote here. So the fans, uh, they
0: opted. Sixteen percent of them opted for Webb Simpson. That's not. That's not enough. Sixteen percent is not going to get no. it done. Twenty-two percent opted for Siwoo Kim. That is not enough. That is not going to get it done. The fans with thirty-one percent of the vote have opted for Sung Jae him as their what? one and done selection.
2: As have yeah. I.
3: <laughs>
0: there's a lot of I, M's and there's a lot of Kim's on this point.
2: Yeah, a lot of, yeah. Um, I just don't think he's playing great right now, but I mean, next year we're, we're truly going to see, the fans love to talk trash right now. Oh, we're number two. Yeah, we're giving you the selections. Next year when you have to vote on your own, we're going to see how good you do at home when you guys come together and like 2% of you pick Sun JM next year at the window so it is what it is. Sian
0: Najad, uh, lone wolfed it with Billy. Sian <laughs> Najad, Kyle uh, was six thousand dollars behind you last week. He earned six hundred and something thousand and didn't pass you because you guys both earned the same amount. So you Time. are just hanging, my friend. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, I can hang for another week. I've got Sunjay this week. He was—I basically picked him because he was the best player that all of you guys had already picked. I just went and looked at the at the spreadsheet. That's a great Uh, great little about it. So it's not—I mean, if I would he be my pick if if this was the first week of the year, probably not. But that was sort of the way that I thought about it this week.
0: Uh, There's a question in the chat from David. Who asks, do we have coaches' earnings over the last eight weeks? Uh,
3: see, David? See, no, no,
2: no. Let me stop you right there. It I doesn't matter what my earnings are the last eight weeks. They're talking trash about picking out of three people a week that we're giving you. So I'm not going to take any trash talk this year. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to it. So when we get to January, and because I'm the commissioner of one and done, so I make the rules, we're going to see how the fans do when they're on their own. David, sit down. Respect you, but sit, down. Uh, sit I'll, down. I'll clear up the record. It's
0: $757,000. And uh, we give them 10 selections, Coach, not three. But it's okay. I, I I see where you're going with them. You see where I'm going. I'm going to oh, see so. where I'm going. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I and Greg have gone with <laughs> Siwoo Kim uh, because we need upside, baby. We need crash oh. and burn or win it all. And Siwoo has played well at the Wyndham championship, basically one of the top three or four guys in terms of course history. So Greg and I on the same page and uh, coach, you also found yourself a Kim, but it's Tom not see.
2: Yeah, I had a pretty good week last week I had Cam Davis. I mean, I think it was like 200 grand, something like that. I don't know what it was, but I, I really feel like part of my focus has been, we've got a lot going on at Sportsline right now. And a lot of my focus has been taken over there and people are going to be thanking me when they see what we're doing. But, I haven't had my focus on this until this week because it's the last week of the regular season. Three big money events. This thing is not over yet. And I think I start with the top five this week, at least a top five with my guy.
0: Uh, Also a reminder, at least this like coach, coach picking Tom Kim is the exact reason of why I burn all my guys early. And I don't save anybody, coach, because Cam Young is going to become available or a guy like Cam Young, a guy like Tom Kim is going to become available. We've seen these Davis yeah. Riley, right? We've seen these like emerging Recall. stars late in the year. Why am I saving guys? I'm going pedal to the metal.
2: <laughs> that is very true until we get to the tour championship and go, yeah, why didn't I save yeah. it? And I don't have pedal. anybody in the top
0: 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> That's that's a tough look. Um Jacob Jacob went with Russell Henley. He saw enough. He saw enough last week to say this is the guy.
4: Uh yeah, I did. And I'm just thinking back to what was it last year Russell Henley finished one shot behind first place but still didn't finish in the top 5 because he said- it was something because <laughs> it was something like a, a six-way playoff. Yeah. To, <laughs> to actually win this tournament. So I mean like look and coming off that T10 last week, we got a revenge game narrative, which coach coach loves knows that I love the revenge game narrative and we're your favorite thing a football season. So, I mean, that's why we're hammering Panthers plus one week one versus the Browns. Whenever Baker Mayfield's starting a quarterback, <laughs> the lines are out already. Yeah. Oh, well, hell they've yeah. been out. They've Come been on. out since the schedule came out. Yeah. It's
2: what the best a bet on the early edge. You, can, kid.
4: you go. can go ahead and bet on games in November if you want to. Honestly, you can. I wouldn't do it, but you can't. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it feels like sports
0: books want you to do that. <laughs> they they really really do.
4: Yeah. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I mean, I still got Patrick Cantley out there. I still got Cameron Young you out there. So, oh my, I got to figure out. I, I I mean, there's that's pretty much it. And we we'll, <laughs> we'll have three weeks after this. So there's there's gonna be one mystery slot there, but <sighs> we're we're gonna make a late push here.
0: Russell Man. Hanley for Jacob. Uh 8.4 million. That's a million dollars behind the fans. The fans are at 9.4 million. They're going with Sung J M. That is 2.5 million or so, 2.3 ish behind Mark, who stuck to the plan, Kyle. Uh, he probably had Webb Simpson dialed up for Wyndham since January. And nothing he has seen in recent weeks was going to deter him from that. He's gone with Weber. Which is I mean, shocking.
2: What? It's shocking because he watched Webb play last week in person, and he's still picking him. his game is not on. Sorry, it's ahead, not.
3: But on. his course history here. So I'll just read off the last five years: solo third, T <laughs> two, solo second, T three, T seven. Yep. I mean, it's, that
0: it's like ten. It's like ten top elevens in twelve years, and a, one of them's a win
2: yeah before the neck injury before the physical stuff before all i agree
0: i
3: agree you know uh do you know who the only player in the field that has a better strokes gained average at sedgefield than webb
0: Um, poston yes uh he's only played like four rounds or eight rounds right
3: minimum 12 roger sloan
0: no Oh, God, I know this. Siwoo Kim? Not, Sungjae's up there. Siwoo's up there.
3: It's Sungjae. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: All right.
0: Pretty good.
2: I'm telling you, I've watched a lot of those guys hit balls the last couple of weeks, and you don't just flip a switch most of the time. They could show up this week. They could. And I I can look like an idiot, which I do a lot of the time. But it's hard to flip the switch, and I watch those dude, and they're not playing good golf. Either one of them.
0: Mark went with Webb. The fans... And Kyle went with Sung J M. Jacob lone wolf did with Russell Henley. Greg and I went with Siwoo. Coach is a lone wolf with Tom Kim. And Sia is a lone wolf with Billy Horschel. Those are the one and done selections for this week's Wyndham Championship. Gentlemen, any parting
3: thoughts before we get out of town? Tiger oh. turning down 750 million. That's a lot of cash. It's not
2: a lot of cash
3: he does For sure. but it's you know it would double him up or close to it
2: no he clearly has a purpose in life and his purpose is not to have no purpose so Play,
5: turn how, it much, down.
0: how much actual cash do you think tiger has available like what's in his bank <laughs> i'm sure it's all like in investments right like if he wanted to go place a bet coach <laughs> on the panthers minus one and he needed the cash to walk up to the window how much does he have access to that's I remember a when old, that's a
3: great question.
2: I remember when somebody they they were teasing because I Tiger's my favorite athlete of all time, so I have I have it's like kind of like speed for KP. And somebody like, How, how does he have a, Because a story came out that he had a mortgage on his $55 million home. Well, most people have never had enough money to realize that's really a smart way of going about it because then you can have your money somewhere else making more money than what you'd spend on your, but they're like, Why can't he pay the $55 million for the house? Well, he could have, he chose not to because he's making more money over here on that 55 million. So, I would guess if he had to get his hands on it, 100 mil. Yeah,
0: just call up your leave. call up your broker, say, yeah, you know, give me I, give me access to 100.
2: I a think so. 100. I think so. Cool. Yeah. That's not, that sounds
3: right. Yeah. He, well, he's, what's he's, what's, uh, what's
0: what's the savings like, What's the FDIC insurance up to 500k? Can't can't leave it in a savings account. I was going to say he's a very
3: uh he's a very risk averse Uh, golfer and i think he's probably a risk averse person (laughs) so he actually i might even go higher than that i bet he's not tied up in like crypto or something like (laughs) that well yeah i mean he could be just invested in like very sort of like he's got a bunch of bonds that he thirty that he
1: year treasury bonds yeah, just, is where he's living. <laughs> like that's where he's got so
3: so to that point, maybe it is only a hundred mil, but I bet it's not invested in ridiculous things either.
2: I bet it's not a bunch of future tickets either, like us idiots. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh Jacob's got takes.
2: Here we go. I got takes Here we go. knowing, Here we go. just, just knowing how
4: Tiger operates, like so you know how there are funds out there that are basically short whatever the market is or like whatever the QQQ or ARK invest is. I am sure somehow Tiger worked a way to create a short fund for whatever Phil invests in, just knowing, (laughs) knowing how petty is and Tiger's got to be up super big.
0: Tiger calls Phil's guy and says, whenever you make an investment for Phil short me on that.
4: (laughs) Short. He shorted KPMG.
3: He shorted coffee for wellness, all of them. (laughs)
0: All right. That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Producer Jacob does all that hard work behind the scenes. Uh, We're not done here just yet. Wednesday, we're going to finalize the bets and then round by round recaps after each and every round this week for the Wyndham championship. But for now, big thanks to the coach. That's him right there. You can follow him on Twitter at the coach rules. That's Kyle Porter. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.